I'm not just trying to hype you up. I feel like something is unlocking in the nation right now. And I feel like God is looking. Did you know the eyes of the Lord are roaming right now? He's looking for people who simply say yes. Do you guys know that? Do you believe that? Think about this. The only reason why any of us are even sitting in here tonight is because somebody somewhere said yes. When you say yes to God, it's not just a one-time thing. It is a yearly, monthly, weekly, daily, momentary yes. Do you remember the guy that gave up? Neither does anybody else. We got to keep showing up and saying yes, man. What separates winners from losers? Winners never give up. God has an incredible destiny and plan for this city, for this region. Why not you? Why not now? Come on. You guys need to get fired up. God's an optimist. Just look at your life. God's an optimist. I look at my life, I'm like, God, you are an optimist. Right? And so if he is, we need to become that as well. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn in your iPhones. Hey, before I do, can I take just two seconds and tell you about something really cool that my team and I have been working on for the past year? Keep your iPhone, your smartphone, and plug in this website, worshipcoach.co. Worshipcoach.co. Come on, this is the only time you get to play on your phone while the guy is preaching. (laughs) Worshipcoach.co. When you got it, just hold it up like this. Let me see that you got it. Just so you can check it out later. Thank you. One brave Canadian soul. Americans, we're crazy, right? Hold it up if you got it. Worshipcoach.co. Okay, so pull it up for later. Uh, For the past year, my team and I have been developing a platform. It's basically the Netflix of worship coaching. Can I take a second and tell you about the power of mentorship? Now, listen, I am not endorsing their values, obviously, but what do people like Beyonce? Y'all are so holy in here, y'all don't even know who that is. <laughs> who's, who's the top hockey player in the nation right now? Connor McGregor. <laughs> McDavid. McGregor. Beyonce. Y'all follow American basketball? LeBron. Again, I'm not endorsing their lifestyles or the values. I don't know anything about them except for this. People like this are at the absolute top of their league, right? That's undeniable. Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon. How do you think they got to where they were? All of them had some kind of coaching or mentorship that helped take them to the next level and help get them to the highest operational level that they could possibly go to, right? Right? What I love about mentorship, it's so much more than just reading a book or going to a conference. (laughs) Could you imagine if Beyonce got that good at singing by reading books alone? (laughs) My God, where's that book at? I will read it right now. 
Could you imagine if I read a book and it made me as good as LeBron at basketball? I mean, I know I'm like, I look like a basketball player, but I'm not. That's my point. Listen, mentorship, coaching helps to maximize your potential in that area. It's more than a book. It's more than a conference. So here's what I want you guys to do. Later on, when you're winding down for bed or whatever you're doing, not while you're driving, check out worshipcoach.co, and I want you to consider jumping into this mentorship coaching program for worshipers. We have everything on there. Like I said, it's like the Netflix of worship coaching. There are hundreds of online lessons. My team of coaches and I would be honored to go on a coaching mentorship journey with you. And uh, there's no contracts. So if you need to jump in for two, three, four months and then jump out, that's fine too. I just want to simply bring value to you and help maximize your potential as a powerful, confident worshiper. We have everything from practical training on there, like uh, musical lessons, vocal lessons, and I didn't skimp out on you guys. Like Carrie Job and my vocal coach is giving vocal lessons. Uh, Matt Redman, Stephen Curtis Chapman, his guitar, their guitar player is giving electric guitar lessons. I mean, the best of the best of the best. So later on, go check it out. We also have spiritual training, like the theology of worship, Tabernacle of David, all of that. Is anybody in here on Worship Coach? Okay, a couple of you guys, awesome. See, the dude who was the first one to hold it up, do you like it? Thank you, bro. Awesome. Check it out later, okay? So turn in your iPhones to Ephesians chapter 3. Y'all like that. Steal it. Y'all take it for later on. Next Sunday, Connor's going to be like, turn in your iPhones. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 3, as you're turning there, let's ask the Holy Spirit to crash in on this place. Just for these last 15, 20 minutes, let's ask him to crash in on this place with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. Anybody want that tonight? I do. Now listen, the Apostle Paul said that when we speak the word of Christ, it imparts grace to the hearer. So there's an impartation that's about to be released, not from a church, not from a man, but from the word of God. And if you become a hearer, you receive an impartation of grace to walk in what I'm about to talk to you about. So come on, let's lift our hands. Jesus, right now, we say that you are first. We say your presence is everything to us. Lord, we thank you that you are unveiling, you are illuminating the scriptures to us. Lord, I thank you for a spirit of wisdom and revelation to fall upon our hearts. And Lord, we do ask you for that impartation to be released over us tonight. In the name of Jesus, amen. Ephesians chapter 3, it's a very uh, uh, known common verse. I want to talk to you guys and gals tonight about courage. And I was blown away because when, when uh, Connor and I were speaking... I was stirred to bring a word about courage to you and to the body, and I walked in, and I've never seen the sign in the back. Look at it. Take courage. Hey! Beyonce got, got nothing on that one. Listen, your life will either shrink or expand according to your courage. People who are living big in God are people who have big courage. People who are living small in God, they have small courage. 
How do we grow in courage? We need to adjust our perspective. Your perspective is directly related to your courage. If you've got small perspective, you will probably have small courage. But if you have God's perspective, you're going to get big courage. Listen, what God is calling you and I to is going to take a lot more than your faith or my faith. It's going to take God's faith. So many people live their lives through the lens of fear, and they're dominated by fear. But listen, did you know you can't flourish and be in agreement with fear at the same time? How many of you want to flourish in here? Come on. Then stop being so afraid. Stop living your life. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm scared about that. Break agreement with fear, man. Get God's perspective. Let your courage grow bigger. Because what God has called you and I to do, listen, if you can accomplish your vision in your lifetime, it's too small. Because if you can accomplish your vision in your lifetime, that means that you can do it in your own strength. So many people, they're, they're figuring everything into the equation but God. Well, I don't know if I can do that because I have the money or the blah, 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 or the relationships. I don't have. What about God? Put God into the equation. Put God into the equation. Listen, with man, with man, it is impossible. But don't forget to add God to the equation because with God, all things are possible. Does anybody believe that tonight? God wants to fire you up tonight. He wants you to lift your vision higher. He wants you to stop living in agreement with fear, and He wants you to go for big impossibilities in Him. Did you know that if you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible? That iPhone that you were messing on with a couple of minutes ago, at one point it was impossible. Do you remember just a few years ago, like 30 years ago, 25 years ago, you had the brick cell phone in your car that you had to crank up? My God, man, it's a cell phone in my car. It's as big as half my car, but my, it's just amazing. And then all of a sudden now, we've got technology at our fingertips. How did that happen? Because somebody began to see the invisible. They begin to dream. They begin to wonder. And it unlocked the impossible. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, we all know it. But I want to park here just for a moment. It says this, now. Somebody say now. Say now! Not tomorrow, not the next day, not next week. Now. To him who is able. To do exceedingly. Abundantly. Above. Don't you love that all three of those words are back-to-back? Back? It's a triple header, man. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ask, all you could think, all you could imagine according to the power that works within us. Did you know that God put His power on the inside of you? And He's able now? He's able now. 
But here's the contingency. This verse doesn't unlock in us until we ask, until we imagine, until we dream with God. When's the last time you asked for something crazy impossible? I'm not just talking about for your cereal in the morning. I'm not, listen, I'm not just talking about your rent money. I'm talking about when's the last time you asked God for a city? When's the last time you asked God for a people group? When's the last time you asked God for a nation? That's a rhetorical question, but I want you to be chewing on that. I want you to be thinking about that as we, as we navigate through, I believe, an invitation that God is giving us tonight. He is able now to do exceedingly, abundantly, above whatever you could ask, think, or imagine. So you've got to start asking. You've got to start thinking and dreaming with God, and you've got to start imagining. I remember about 15 years ago, <clears throat> I was in Bible school. There was a, a precious man by the name of Guy Pei, six foot seven, 370 pounds. Do you guys do pounds here? Whatever. He was huge. Just that's the punchline. He was massive. Crazy man from Cameroon, Africa. He's the guy praying on the weapons of warfare CD. Lord, we declare the spirit of Elijah come forth. That guy? I ran with him for a year. He was mentoring me in prayer and fasting, all this stuff. And I remember being in prayer with the guy, and he'd start rumbling in tongues. He's like crazy African dude. Just engine starts revving up. And he's like, and he's like going for it. But then the guy would start asking the craziest, most wild, impossible prayers. He'd be like, God, we cry out to the ends of the universe. And I'm like, bruh, the ends of the universe? I'm like, I'm just trying to pay my school bill this month. And you're calling out to the ends of the universe. Like, he had these humongous, impossible, massive prayers. And I'll never forget, I, I didn't understand for the longest time, why is he always calling out to the ends of the universe? Why is he calling out for quadruple anointing? I'm like, I don't even, I, don't, I heard about the double anointing. You're calling for the quadruple? I don't even know what that is. You know what I'm saying? He was just big reaching in his prayers. And then I'll never forget, there was one time he was doing a meeting, and this guy is crazy. He's got countless people raised from the dead. He's got insane words of knowledge. Now, this is 15 years ago before it was, this stuff was really popping hard, you know? And he was a forerunner in it, and he would, he would call out words of knowledge. We were at this meeting, and he started calling out these words of knowledge, and he said, there is a man here. You are blind in your left eye, and God is giving you sight. And he's just going down the line, calling out words of knowledge. And after the meeting, they're, they're, everyone who's receiving their healing, they're coming up, and they're giving testimonies. You know what I'm saying? Benny Hinn style, and they're, they're giving their testimonies, and he walked up, he goes, man of God, what did God do for you? And he interviews the first guy, and the first guy comes up, and he goes, Pastor Gee, you called out a word of knowledge that somebody was here, and they were blind in their left eye. That was me. When I walked in tonight, I was blind in my left eye, but God gave me sight, and now I can see. And the place... The place does what you're doing right now. Like, woo, yeah, come on, Jesus. And it was awesome. And he goes, praise God. And he goes to the next guy, and he goes, man of God, what did God do for you? Now, this was this guy's home church. 
Everybody knew this guy at this place. Man of God, what did the Lord do for you? And he goes, well, Pastor Guy, you called out the word of knowledge about somebody blind in their left eye. He says, when I came in tonight, I was blind in my left eye, and now I can see out of my left eye. And the place loses their minds. They, they like have a Holy Ghost seizure. Everyone's ah, just like freaking out, losing it, just running all over the place, screaming like, oh, Jesus, oh my God. They're like freaking out. I mean, it, the, the response to the first one was beautiful, but the response to the second was, was so dramatically different. We were freaked out. And he's like, what is going on? Big old African guy. What is happening? And the guy, the second guy goes, Pastor Gee, you don't know me. All of them know me. When him and I came in tonight, we were both blind in our left eye. We can both see now. He said, but what all these people know that you guys don't know, I have lived with a glass eye for years. God turned it into a real eye, and now I can see out of it. <laughs> and it was from that point that I started going, God, we cry out to the ends of the universe. Say now. now. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ask, all you could think or dream, all you could imagine. Now. God wants to lift our vision higher. Listen, it doesn't cost you any more to become an optimist than it would for you to stay a pessimist. Vision, man, perspective. All of life boils down to perspective. And in fact, the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. That's because your internal reality begins to manifest itself in your external reality, right? We got to think differently. Transformation begins in our thoughts be you transformed by what? The renewal of your mind. That means you got to start thinking differently. You got to start seeing it differently. We got to get God's vision for what He wants to do for our marriages, for our family, for this city, for the nation of Canada. Don't say, well, it's always been like this here. No. God wants to break that off. He wants to. to Inject this nation with the Holy Spirit revolution. He wants to see worship exploding from the north to the south to the east to the west. He wants to see lives transformed. And you're his voice. And you're his hands. You're his, come on, you're his body, man. We got to think different. We got to be transformed. We got to see differently. Let me wrap up with this thought. Let's go to Numbers chapter 13. Am I still good on time? I'll wrap up with this. Okay. Numbers 13. Are you all good to run with me just for a few more moments? Numbers 13. Just for the sake of time, I will give you the Pino paraphrase. Y'all know this story? I say y'all. I'm from Texas. Hey, hey, hey. 
Numbers 13, you guys know the story. There are 12 spies who go to spy out the land, right? Now, before I go any further, everyone look at me right now. Listen, one thing that I want you to consider as I'm sharing this story with you, listen, the situation was the same for all 12, but the perspective was different, and therefore, the courage was different. Numbers chapter 13, the 12 spies go in to spy out the land. The Bible says the land is flowing with milk and honey. The Bible says the land is so uh, uh, fertile that the fruit is so massive it takes two guys to carry it out on their shoulders. That's incredible. And the Bible also says there are giants in the land. And the Bible also says there are fortified cities in the land. I love that the Bible just piles it all in together. The situation was the same, but the perspective was different. The 12 spies come out. You guys remember this story. And they go, okay, boys, tell us about the land. And the first 10, they say something like this. Guys, the fruit was pretty cool, but there were giants in the land. And they were huge, and they were scary, and they smelly, and they're, the cities are massive, and it is, it is impossible. And then they say this. We were like grasshoppers in our own eyes. Because they started focusing on the problem, it belittled who God said that they were inside of their hearts. Now, the next part is very sad because they say, we were like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And then the next part says, and so that's how they saw us. Because as they begin to think in their heart, that's what they started becoming. Their vision was small. Their vision, their perspective was set on the problem. And therefore, they had very small courage. Now, I love this next part. Caleb, who was 80 years old. I saw my grandpa a couple months ago. He's 80, and I was like, my God. Because he looks old to me. I'm just keeping it real. I'm like, Caleb was as old as my grandpa, and he's shutting down all these young whippersnappers? I mean, I'm like, wow. Caleb was a beast. Caleb says, hey, no, again, it's a Pino paraphrase. Hey, y'all, young men, be quiet. He says, yeah, there are giants in the land, but we're going to slay all the giants. He said, yeah, there are fortified cities, but we're going to take all the fortified cities. He said, the fruit was incredible. The land is flowing with milk and honey. But this is what I love about Caleb. And he says, but the bottom line is this. God promised us the land. Every place that our foot treads, he's going to give to us. The situation was the same, but the perspective was different. Therefore, the courage was different. The ten saw themselves as grasshoppers. They became grasshoppers, so to say, and they were never able to enter the promised land because they had no courage. Caleb and Joshua, 
they saw themselves as giant slayers, so they became giant slayers. They had God's vision. They had God's perspective. So they had God's courage, and they went into the promised land. Literally, Caleb said it like this. We're going to slay so many giants, it'll be like eating daily bread. Could you imagine that? Caleb, Caleb's 80 years old going, we're going to slay so many giants, it's going to be as common to us as sitting down and eating breakfast every morning. Give me another giant. Let's slay them all. Give me another fortified city. Let's take them all. How could they be so bold? How could they have such courage when in the natural it was absolutely impossible? Because their life was expanding according to their courage. Because they had not just their faith, they had God's faith. Because they had big perspective, big expectations, therefore their courage grew and they they became what God said that they could become. Here's the problem. So many people are busy looking for the next prophetic word and they haven't even done anything with the last prophetic word yet. I'm just waiting for God, brother. No, God's waiting for you. Your faith without works don't work. You got to ask. You got to dream. You've got to imagine. And you have to believe that he is able now. God's able now. How many of you have promises that you have yet to see? It's time that we start having our feet tread in that direction. It's time that we stop agreeing with fear, and it's time that we stop focusing on the giants and we start focusing on the, pro- on the promise of God. God wants to baptize us with the spirit of courage. He wants us to be transformed by the renewal of our mind, by the way we think, by the way we see. I'm telling you, 2018 is not over yet. There's still plenty of time, even in this year, you still have a few months that you can get out there and crush. Let me, let me submit a thought to you, okay? Many people overestimate what they can do in one year, but they underestimate what they can do in 10. God is raising up a generation who knows how to hustle and grind and go for it in the micro, but has patience and humility for the macro. They're people who can go for it right now with all of their might, believing him, knowing that this is going to take decades. God has a promised land for you. He's got a promised land for your family. Listen, I feel it right now. There are people sitting in this room right now. Divorce has plagued your family. Poverty mindset has plagued your family. Addiction has plagued your your family. But that stops with you tonight. You're literally going to step into a place of courage, God's vision, God's perspective in such a way that your children and your children's children will never have to be touched 
by what has plagued your, your family lineage for generations. You've got to ask. You've got to dream. You've got to imagine. Because now, to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask, think, or imagine.